Welcome to So You Want to Be a Witch, the podcast for soul-centered entrepreneurs and the people who love them. Hey y'all, Sarah M. Chapel here, host So You Want to Be a Witch, per usual. And our episode today is a little bit different because I'm recording this from social isolation, self-quarantine land, and the landscape of, for most of us, our lives has changed dramatically in just a couple weeks, especially since I lasted a direct-to-you episode (laughs) where I was talking about the the behind-the-scenes in my membership site. And, you know, it's really interesting to sit here a few weeks later and see what has changed and and really what hasn't changed. And what I want to talk with you guys about today is a couple things. One um, is, is businessing in the time of pandemic. Talk about the ethics. Talk about the importance of our values during this time. And also talk a little bit about online business. And there's a reason I want to do this. This is a time where so many of you are recognizing how powerful it is to be able to make money online. And I really don't mean that from that like online marketing like perspective. I mean that from like the community care perspective. Those of us that have the ability to generate revenue using the internet are people who are able to directly contribute not only to our own lives, but to our communities. And if you have listened to this podcast before or are familiar with any of my work, then you know that I believe that small business is a critical, magical part of reimagining the world. That small business is something that enables us to step into agency, to claim our personal power, and to use that to influence and support the world that we want to come. And that, for me, has never been in sharper relief than in the past couple weeks. I'm not going to pretend to have all the answers here, and I'm certainly not going to tell you what to do. And I want to make that so clear. This is not a situation where I can tell you how to be. (laughs) But I can tell you how I am choosing to be, what I am seeing in the landscape, and what I believe. So I just want to preface it with that. This is personal opinion that is built on the data that I am observing. But you're so free to disagree. (laughs) So let's talk about ethics and values. I asked over on Instagram, and if you're not following me there yet, please come over, Sarah M. Chapel. We'll link that up in the show notes. Um, I asked over there if you guys had questions about, you know, business during the time of COVID-19, if you had things you wanted to talk about. And I got some great responses. Thank you so much if you took the time to submit a question. It really helps me know what, what you guys are looking for and to make things that you actually want rather than what I assume you want, right? To actually serve rather than project. And a question that I got a couple times was, is it okay to start a business right now? Is it okay to sell right now? I feel guilty. And I hear that. The fact that you feel guilty or confused or concerned about selling your work during a global pandemic is what lets me know that it's okay for you to sell your work during a global pandemic. People who are trying to take advantage of others, people who uh, are not led by their values in their business, people who have no problem, I mean, being opportunistic, right, which is not the same as seeing opportunity, being opportunistic in this moment, are probably not pausing to ask that question. And that can be a great self-assessment tool. Are we pausing long enough to consider the moral, 
ethical and other ramifications of our actions as business owners and, I mean, as humans. Such an interesting moment where we're being asked to change our entire lives for the greater good. Right? Stay at home so everyone is safer. Collective action. Not something that a lot of us are well trained in, at least not here in in the United States, (laughs) as evidenced by the fact that nobody did it. Um, And not nobody, I'm sorry. But that, as of today, you know, California has has um, told people they have to stay at home. I don't know, by the time you listen to this, who knows what the landscape will look like. Things are changing so fast. But that's because people weren't staying at home, right? And I have to go to the grocery store today to get an extra inhaler. You know, I'm like, okay, we're navigating new worlds of consideration. Should I leave the house? Is it worth getting my inhaler? I mean, the answer is yes, I do need my inhaler. But as business owners, asking ourselves those questions is a good sign. But just because we're asking the question doesn't mean that what we're doing is wrong. I believe, and this is my belief, right, underlining that, that if we can both help people with our work right now, which as a soul-centered entrepreneur uh, is likely a high, big focus for you. If you're listening to this show, I'm going to make that assumption about you. It's a huge focus of mine, right? If our work is actually helping people, And also, parenthetical, right, for my crafters, my makers, my people who make things of beauty, that also helps people. So often I see makers try to kind of talk themselves out of that. Oh, but, you know, it's just pretty. It doesn't really mean anything. That is so not true. (laughs) Beauty is a gift of being human, a gift of being alive, and I would venture that we need beauty more now than ever. Some of you know, and I say this all the time, you know, I I follow the beauty industry actually pretty closely because I think they're real innovators and um, people in that industry are constantly making the same thing over and over again, packaging it different, making a shit ton of money. I'm like, how do you do this? The beauty industry is going to blow up right now. Stay at home beauty products are going to be huge. This is my prediction. I'm already seeing it because people want to create beauty in their lives. And I don't mean this like from like a, like you need to look a certain way, but, but taking care, creating beauty, making art with our bodies, like that is really powerful right now. And parenthetical for, for my makers, crafters, beauty makers, you are also helping people. Um, if your work is here to help people, okay, step one, step two, if you have the ability with that layer of service as the support to make money right now, I think it's your responsibility. I, well, let me reflect. Let me make that reflective. I think it is my responsibility. Why? First of all, a lot of us are responsible for other people having money or having things that they need. I am paying for the roof over my head. I am paying for my food. I am paying for my dog. Right? I help to support my partner just as he helps to support me. I have people that work with me. I want to be able to keep paying them. I also have an entire community that I support, which I can only do if I am paid so that the roof is over my head. My food is on the table, I can get my medicine, and I can show up in service. Even more than that, when I am paid, I am able to keep paying the people in my community that I pay. Like my gym, which has had to shut down and is trying to is doing a remarkable job of trying to create at-home exercise programs for a bunch of us that are used to doing heavy barbell lifting. <laughs> I want to keep paying them even if I can't go because I want their business to survive. Yes, this is a health issue. It is also, as because become extremely evident, an economic issue. And those are going to be the, I mean, in addition to the, the deaths, because people are dying and people are going to keep dying, the other lasting ramification here is going to be financial. And if we can continue to support small businesses, 
people who are using their businesses to put money on the table, right? I mean, money on the table, <laughs> food on the table. Oh, we can't go. I am tired. It's it's been a, it's been a wild couple weeks, and I know I'm not the only one who's like kind of trying to pull the pieces together. But if we are able to do that, we are going to help everybody in our community to survive to the best of our ability. And this is not saying that like, you are responsible for the survival of everybody. But again, if we take a collective community-based perspective, then our actions do have effects on the people around us and on ourselves. And if we are able, those of us that are able to work from home and keep making money, I think that's really important. I think that's actually radical. And, you know, it's interesting. I'm seeing kind of some pushback uh, Internet land is so funny right now. It always is, but right now we're seeing so much like, you know, false binaries everywhere, right? Like, if you're working right now, you're pandemicing wrong. You should just be taking care of yourself. If you're taking care of yourself, you're pandemicing wrong. You should keep focusing on your goals. I imagine that for most of us, that it's kind of this in between space. I know some of you have lost your jobs, some of you have essentially been furloughed. I know some of you have jobs that you can work from home and you're still working. I know some of you are working in the grocery stores and the hospitals and the places that have been are, are essential. So you're actually working overtime. I had a client tell me that the other day. I mean, she's working insane hours right now. And those of us with at-home businesses or stay-at-home businesses, depending where you are in your business, you may be, you're probably hustling though. <laughs> at least if you're listening to this show. And some of my friends and peers who have businesses that are far more financially successful than mine are able to pause and wait. And there's a lot of judgment going around on all sides. Doing this wrong, doing this wrong. You should be resting. You should be, look, I'm down for this. But if I see one more meme that's like, you should be orgasming, that should be your priority right now. I'm like, cool. The great. Awesome. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> masturbation is not my number one priority right now, personally. But it can be for you. But we're adding layers and layers of judgment on top of the way that people are coping, but also the way that people are surviving and thriving. Humans are nothing if not tenacious. We are visionaries as a species. And sometimes that vision is supportive and sometimes it's not. So I guess step one, let's bring it back. <laughs> Try to rein it in. Step one, right? To answer that question, is it bad for me to sell right now? No. It's not. I think there's something important to ask, though. Um, you know, because where is that line between, like, you know, continuing to do your work and being exploitative? Because there is a line. There was a news story going around of somebody who bought up, like, all the hand sanitizer and was trying to sell it on Amazon for $80 a pop. That's exploitative, right? Making hand sanitizer that, um, you know, follows the CDC guidelines and selling it at, like, a standard markup right now, not exploitative. Not at all. Helpful. <laughs> Actually helpful. And I'd venture if you sell it at the appropriate amount, then you can give some away to people who need it too. Because I'm still making money, I am able this weekend to make a bunch of herbal medicine to give to some of our local community. Because I can expend those resources. I can spend that time. There's a difference between doing your work and exploiting people. And again, if you're asking the question, chances are you are not somebody who is being exploitative. And I'm going to go one step further. The person who asked this question in particular, I'm thinking one person um, is an herbalist and was like, is it bad for me to start my business at this time? No. No. We need herbalists. We need more herbal medicine. We need more support for people. It's not bad. 
think it's important. I also think, though, that if you're somebody who has a business and this is just not a priority for you right now, that's fine. You don't need to win the business Olympics <laughs> at, at this moment. When I say it's a responsibility, I think for those of us who, who choose to accept that, you're also welcome to nap. You're welcome to, to masturbate. Go for it, man. <laughs> there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach here. But we need leaders. And we need people who are going to stand up and continue to make money. It's like no one wants to talk about that. So many people I know have lost their jobs now. We need, to, we need people who, could, who can make money, who can help each other. Who can, who can actually afford to offer mutual aid during this time. This is, like, it's not, it's not, not an either-or scenario. And with the internet, y'all, it's literally never been easier. Oh my god! <laughs> How fucking exciting! We have an entire episode on, you know, kind of like business on a budget, so we'll link that up in the show notes because I think that'd be a great one for you to revisit, whether you already have an online business and you're trying to figure out what to prioritize right now. Um, but if you want to get online... Definitely check it out. But there's a few things I wanted to mention. The first is that you do not need a lot to set up an online business. You need a way to reach people. Hint that social media, which is free, y'all, despite all the complaints we make, it's free. It's never been easier or cheaper to reach people. You need a way to take payment. At this moment, I would just set up PayPal because you don't actually need a business bank account for it, even though, oh, side note, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a CPA, this is not advice, etc. Uh, this is for educational purposes only. Yes, you should have a business bank account. The IRS really prefers that. Um, but like in this exact moment, you can set up a PayPal business account without having a separate bank account so you can start getting money. And then you need a way to deliver the thing. That's it, y'all. That's it. That's all you need. It's all you need. You do not need a sales page. You do not need a website. You do not need some fancy course platform. You can deliver course information via YouTube unlisted videos, via Google Drive for free. It's never been easier. So if you're letting the tech get in the way, you have to ask yourself a really big question. What am I afraid of? Because I just told you exactly how to set up your online business in like three seconds there. What are you afraid of? Are you afraid of that judgment? Because I think that's a lot of it. That was my knee-jerk response. When, this, when, when things started to really shift energetically, I was moving into a launch. And I'm in the middle of my launch right now. And I'll, just to tell you guys, like, data-wise, it's going really well. Registrations for the webinar were lower than I expected, but I also didn't run a lot of ads. I wasn't super focused there. Um, but our conversion rates are totally on par with, with our previous launches. Because I offer something that people need. That's going to help people. At least that's my understanding. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. But are you, I was afraid of being judged. I was like, oh my God, everyone's going to think I'm a bad person for selling the Holistic Business Academy right now. Who am I? And then I was like, oh my gosh. It's like we're a remarkable community um, with education and support. That's exactly what people need right now. But are you afraid of the judgment? Are you feeling guilty? And if so, why? What about making money is shameful? These are the things to start to unwind. If I'm here telling you all you need is social media, a PayPal link, and a way to give people what you sell them, and you're like, no, 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 I can't do this, I'm going to ask you to dig a little deeper. There are people running very successful businesses out of their DMs. For real. Like, very successful. 
So what is stopping you? Let's talk a little bit about the landscape. Um, I definitely have gotten some interesting questions about planning and prioritizing right now from my fellow business owners. And I think there's some interesting things to do. The first is I have actually not adjusted my, um, my revenue and impact goals at all. I set goals for the number of people I want to be helping and how much money that results in. I haven't shifted my goals at all. I'm not changing my goals because of this. I'm gonna keep moving forward, doing my best work towards those goals. Because goals for me are not something I have to hit. They're, they're the thing that drives me to take action. My big goal for the Holistic Business Academy is to get 500 members. I've said that on the show, the, the show before. That doesn't change. In fact, it feels even more important right now. I want 500 people to have the support they need to grow online businesses so they can support their families and sustain their communities. Like That mission feels even more important right now. As for planning, though, no, I don't really plan more than 90 days out anyway. And I feel like that's probably wise at this moment to not make assumptions about where we're going to be in six months or where we're going to be in a year. We don't know. We're hearing everything from by June, things will be normal to it's going to take 18 months for the virus to move through the human population. We just don't know. And so much of it depends, again, on whether we do collectively come together to change how we are behaving, how we're moving through the world. So this may not be the time to minutely plan your launches or offers for the rest of the year. But I think you can plan for the next couple months. Planning, again, being a guideline and planning, frankly, being a spell, a set, setting of intention, a creation of something new, that doesn't mean it can't change. And when it comes to prioritizing right now, I'm going to say, first up, y'all, prioritize yourselves. It's okay to take care of yourself. In fact, you need to. It's okay to want a certain amount of money in the bank. It's okay to want a certain amount of food. And doing what it, it's okay to do what it what you need to do to have those things. Like you're it's okay to choose yourself right now as step one, because if you do not have what you need to be okay, you cannot help other people effectively. Right? Being a martyr does not help anyone. We need you well, as well as possible during a time like this. So prioritize yourself, your energy, your care first, whatever that looks like for you. Again, I'm not gonna tell you what that looks like. I don't know. But after that prioritizing, there's a couple things I'm seeing kind of trend-wise that I think are, are maybe interesting. And I say interesting because like, I don't know. I think different businesses are going to have different results. I strongly suspect that things that are community-focused are going to be the most successful right now. So many people are at home and just want to be interacting with other humans. Um, in HBA, the Facebook group has gotten much, much busier in the past couple weeks, which is awesome. And we're going to be starting to do some digital co-working in that space and, and all sorts of fun things. Because people, humans, even us introverts, hello, are social creatures. And isolation is, not, is something that's really hard for a lot of us to manage. I also think that this is a really fantastic time to look at scaled offers. I'm a big fan of those already. Um, but there are, there's, well, okay, there's a couple threads. Sorry. Unwinding them in my brain. I only had one cup of coffee. I need to stop like doing work when I've only had one cup of coffee. Y'all, it doesn't turn out so well. So, by scaled offers, I mean a, a one-to-many kind of offer where you do one thing and it affects many people. This is great for a couple reasons. One, it preserves your energy, so you're not doing twenty million things all the time. Two, usually that's something that we can do at a lower cost, right? It's so, like the Holistic Business Academy is um, is my primary scaled offer. 
we can have an infinite number of people in that program with just minor tweaks in order to support them effectively. And we talked about that in an episode a few weeks ago where I was talking about how we put those systems in place to support people. That also is a much lower priced offer, making it more accessible to people at a time like this. It's a low commitment, it's low cost, but we still offer a really beautiful transformation and are able to help a lot of people. I think offers like that are going to do really well right now. I also think that one-on-one -on -one offers are going to do remarkably well right now, especially if you have one-off um, sessions or smaller packages. An assumption I've been making is that people aren't going to want to make investments for the long term, though I'll have to be honest, I'm not actually seeing that play out, so that was an assumption. I don't have the data to back that up yet. We're actually seeing in HBA, you can do a monthly or a yearly membership, and I'm actually seeing the yearly membership be higher, a higher percentage of our sales during this launch than previously. And I wonder if it's because folks are like, well, I have the money right now and we don't know what's going and I want to, you know, I want this community for the long haul. Or, you know, maybe people really are looking for that stability. But I also think this is such a great time to, to reinvigorate one-on-one -on -one practice. And if you are someone who is wanting to have more accessible offers, and what I really encourage you to do is to think about an offer that is inherently accessible rather than just discounting things. I don't love discounting as a rule. And I think that discounting, and that doesn't mean I run discounts sometimes for sure. I run sales. But discounting is a Band-Aid on an offer that probably is not clear enough or isn't priced appropriately in the first place. Usually it's that it's not a clear enough offer. It's not a strong enough offer. The language isn't there. The transformation isn't there. So people don't buy, which means then we discount and use that as, as a way to kind of try to make it work. Instead, we want to look at offers that are naturally at that price point. So like the Holistic Business Academy is naturally at a lower price. In fact, you know, we were going to raise the price this round. I mean, this launch has been planned for months, y'all. The, we were going to raise the price this round. I even did a last call on the old price and I decided not to raise it. Maybe that's, that's another kind of like bit of conversation, but you know, speaking about, you know, feeling guilty or, or whatever, like I was feeling really out of integrity about raising a raising the price on my lowest priced offer right now. That did not seem appropriate to me. Um, that did not seem accessible. That felt like, like raising that price that felt shitty. That felt like taking advantage of people. So I decided to keep the price the same. Um, that felt like it was an integrity for me, even though I had already done a last call at the lower price, uh, which gave me, you know, gave me some pause because I really, I really try to be my word. Um, but you know, we didn't raise the price and I feel really great about that. This is not the time to me, for me personally, to be raising the price on my offers. Um, if they're priced appropriately in the first place. But start anything about what would it look like? You know, is there some kind of info product, like an ebook? Can you do like just like a live Zoom workshop that people can come to? You know, like there's so many creative things that we can do right now and that that's a great way to create offers that are leveraged and can reach more people naturally at a lower price point. And if your offers are priced appropriately and you're actually being paid for them, then things open up to do stuff like sliding scale, to do stuff like giving things away for free. You know, when you are properly sustained, then it's easier to show up fully for clients who, who need financial support. So I like to look at it as if the, um, you know, the people who are able to pay full price are essentially helping to support the folks who are not able to, right? We're, we're redistributing wealth through our businesses and thinking of what it might look like to offer, whether that is sliding scale or whether that is, you know, having like essentially financial aid or, or doing things for free for people who have lost their jobs because of this, who are already in precarious situations and now find themselves completely, you know, fucked. 
So I encourage, this is my re my recommendation, but again, you know, you do, it, do as you will. Um, I encourage you to think about what kind of offers can support as many people as possible right now that are priced appropriately for the offer. And once that is secured in place, then figure out how you can support people by letting them do more things for free. I don't mean it's like, like secured in place, like it has to be like, you know, months down the road. I just mean like, I be, get clear on exactly how you're showing up and helping people right now. It's also worth noting that the leveraged offers are fantastic places to give tickets away for free because you're already showing up and doing the thing, right? And that can be an awesome way for somebody to get to know your work and, to, and for you to get to know them and to create those lasting relationships that make long-term sliding scale and other things really supportive for everyone involved. Because the other flip side of sliding scale is that you know, sometimes I think folks feel like they can only work with certain practitioners because they offer sliding scale. And um, I always want to make sure somebody's like that we're the right fit for each other, that like the finances are not like, like the reason that you're working with me. If that, I'm not sure that made total sense, but I tried. But yeah, I mean, for me personally, I would just rather be paid appropriately and then give shit away for free. But that that's how my business works um, and how I've built it. And I think that it's a really interesting time to figure out how we can help as many people as possible at lower cost. These are the questions I'm asking myself. <laughs> I don't have answers necessarily. And then finally, I'll say I definitely know folks that are doing some higher end one-on-one -on -one work um, and packages that are that are doing really well right now. We have to remember, and I think this may be some of you at home, but I know a lot of the conversations I'm having is that a lot of us are in kind of like the entrepreneur space or like the gig economy bubble. And we're forgetting that there are a lot of people who are working from home right now and still being paid. And that those are folks that, that need your services as well. So trying not to project our assumptions or our experience of this moment onto other people, especially as business owners, is really critical. It's not up to you to decide whether or not somebody can afford your work. It's not up to you to decide whether or not this is what they should invest in right now. It's up to you to let them know what is possible when they work with you and they can make that decision. So I encourage us to be mindful of the fact that people are having very different experiences of this time, that there are lots of folks who, um, and this may be you, who are working from home for, uh, you know, more corporate um, or salaried jobs and are still making money. And like, you're home now. Maybe you want to, you're like, great, I have a little bit of extra free time because I'm not commuting. Um, now is a great time for me to do a tarot mentorship or for me to start my business or for me to dive deep into some of my health issues. The world is shifting fast right now, and we don't know what's coming down the pipeline. But what I believe, I'll say it again, is that when we step into this place of leadership, when we show up in service, when we accept the mantle of responsibility to be leaders rather than fear mongers, and to continue to make money, which goes back into our communities and feeds us, that we are actually doing a really beautiful thing for the world at this time. And that if you're looking to start your online business, now is a great time. Fucking do it. Let's give you the basic three steps. We do have a free training if you want to get some more help, though. I think it's going to really help those of you, too, that feel like you have to do 20 million things in your business because you don't. It's called How to Impact More People Without Working Crazy Hours. Um, and you can check that out at holisticbusinessacademy.com forward slash impact. It's a free workshop. Um, it's the it's the replay. We did, we did it live uh, last week and just had like awesome response. People had huge mindset shifts, huge 
perspective changes on what's really necessary in order to grow your business and where to focus. And I'd love for you guys to watch that if that feels like that would be helpful right now so that you can like get out of the, the get out of the fear and into action, my friends. Um, because we might be in this situation for a while, y'all. And I want all of you to be cared for. And I want to be cared for. One of the easiest ways for us to do that is to adapt to the online space swiftly and effectively. All right. I think I rambled for enough today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your work. Thank you for serving others with your work. Thank you for being the kind of people that are asking these questions. I hope you are so well. I hope that you are as well as possible during this time. That is my prayer for us. <laughs> and I will see you on the internet. Bye for now.